1: another episode of horror hentai and hand grenades i'm sure you're wondering why we're speaking like this because it's time for spooky boy so yeah so welcome back to another episode of horror hentai and hand grenades podcast and as always i'm your host matt redfox and i'm joined today by raven that's me And we decided to do a little Spooky Boy since the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is releasing this Friday. We figured why not break down some of the book and talk about some of the scary stories in it that are going to be making an appearance on the big screen. So with that being said, if you didn't know this was coming, that's probably because you're not following the podcast on social media. So what the fuck's wrong with you? So... You need to take a second, pause, go to Twitter, and follow the podcast at h g p. Also, you can subscribe on Apple Music and on Spotify, because now we're on Spotify. But, aside from that, yes, so today, what we're going to do is, we're going to put on our best spooky, spooky voice. And we're going to talk about the scary story to tell in the dark by reading some of the scary stories from the original book. Uh, that are going to be making an appearance in the movie on Friday. So, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, you should probably check it out, because it's great context for what the hell we're about to talk about. If you haven't been haunted by these books, uh, be sure to pick one up somewhere online, or just read them online, and then, you know, it's pretty much creepypasta um, before creepypasta. But, without further ado, let's get this started. So how we're going to do this one, Raven, is... I'm going to read in a very creepy voice and do my best to make you scared. We're sitting in a room right now with just a candle light and the laptop screen light, I guess, but just a candlelight. And I'm going to read the scary story and then at the end of each one, we're going to talk about the story and play a game of uh, what would you do to see if you can survive that horror scenario. So, without further ado... Let's start with story number one. The Thing. <laughs> Lightning crashes. Ah. Horror Horror noise. <clears throat> there were two young boys named Trevor and Will. They spend most of their summer vacation hanging around town looking for things to do.
0: Excuse me. Um, this doesn't sound spooky. It
1: it's getting there. <laughs> one hot August night. The boys were sitting on the fence by the main road. There was a cornfield just across the road. Suddenly, Trevor spotted something in the field, in the darkness. It was difficult to make out, but he thought it looked like some kind of weird animal. He noticed his friend and pointed in the direction of the strange-looking figure. Will said he could see it, too. He wasn't sure. But mysterious things seem vaguely human. The next thing they knew, the thing was gone. Whoosh! The boys craned their necks and scanned the field with their eyes. Out of the blackness came the thing. It slowly walked over to the edge of the field before disappearing again. Trevor and Will looked at each other puzzled. Raven, look at me. Look puzzled. Perfect. <laughs> what was that? Said Will. I have no idea, replied Trevor. No sooner had he said that than Trevor felt a clammy hand on his shoulder. He turned around and found himself staring directly into the hideous face of the thing. He let out a yell of terror and surprise. Ah! The rotting skin on the thing's face was coming off, off in places, revealing bones underneath. For a moment, it just stared silently at Trevor with its dark, sunken eyes. Then, it suddenly grabbed hold of his arm. Trevor felt his fingernails dig into his flesh as he wriggled out of his grasp. Oh, oh, oh. The boys leapt off the fence and ran down the road, screaming in horror. They didn't stop running until they reached their homes. They tried to tell their parents and friends about the thing they had seen that night, but nobody believed. When Trevor woke up the next morning, the scratches on his arms were still there. After a few days, they got worse and worse. Trevor got sick and his parents took him to the doctor. After examining his arm, the doctor told the boy it was infected and gave him some pills to take. Unfortunately, Trevor's condition got worse and worse. The infection spread to his entire arm and it wasn't long before his flesh was rotting and falling off. He was taken to the hospital, but no matter what the doctor did, no treatment seemed to work. The infection spread throughout the whole body. Trevor was confined to bed and started to waste away. It seemed like he was beyond help, and as the days went by, he steadily grew worse and worse. His anguished parents could only sit by his bedside and cry as they watched their beloved son slowly rotting away before their eyes. On the day that Trevor finally passed away, Will came to the hospital to visit him. When the boy walked into the hospital room and saw Trevor lying in bed, he was horrified. His friend looked exactly like the thing. And that is the thing. Ooh, I don't know where the British accent came, guys. I just kind of let the story it also, take over for me.
0: He also stopped like halfway through with the british accent
1: (laughs) yeah well i had to switch up a little bit it's being read by like six different people at one time and they're all me (laughs) so that was the thing um i'm unsure if it was ever confirmed whether or not the thing is actually going to make it inside of the movie although it's one of the staples of the series so i think it would be but now raven what would you do If something came over to you and your boy (laughs) in the park in the middle of the night. And just ripped its nails into you. Well,
0: we'll... before it got that far, I'd probably try and keep it as a pet.
1: Okay. What would you feed it?
0: People.
1: (laughs) Alright. Okay. Fair enough. I would probably just run. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to run. I'm just going to keep running.
0: And then it's going to cheese you.
1: Yeah. This is the problem with white people in horror movies. It was walking away. They chased him. They deserved it. If I was saying I wouldn't even scratch him. I would have bitch slapped him. Told we told him he got big hoop energy. So that was the thing. Um, and now for our next story. Next spooky tale. It will be the red spot. Which is actually on the... Actually was in the trailer. Um, it's a very small part. Um, if you haven't read the book, not to worry. I'm going to read the story to you right now. So also, this is actually a really good podcast to listen to right now. If you're planning on going to see the movie and you don't really know much about the books and you don't got five seconds to read these, like, two-minute reads online. So uh, the next one is The Red Spot. Are you ready?
0: All mm-hmm. All right.
1: A moment while I get into character. I don't think I'm good at this. You got this. Okay. Oh, damn, this is a short one. Okay.
0: I remember this one.
1: One night, a young girl was sleeping in her bed. When a spider crawled across her face. It stopped for a few minutes on her left cheek. Then it went on its way. When she woke up the next morning and looked in the mirror, she noticed a red spot on her cheek. What's this? she asked her mother. It looks like a spider bite, her mother replied. It will go away, just don't scratch it. Soon the small red spot grew in a big red boil. Look at it now, the girl said. It's getting bigger, then something's happening, her mother said. It's coming to it It's coming to a head. I seem to have forgotten how to read. In a few days, the red spot was even larger. Look at it now, the girl said. It hurts so much and it makes me look so ugly. Bitch, you are ugly, the mother had said. We'll have the doctor look at it, her mother said. Maybe it's infected. But the doctor couldn't see the girl until the next day. The night she decided to take a nice warm bath, as she, as she laid soaking in the warm water, the boil suddenly burst. Out poured a swarm of tiny spiders from the eggs her, her, their mother had laid in her cheek. So that's a really, really short one, and I'm not going to lie, that's fucking terrifying. Because um, I hate when people say that you swallow 12 spiders a year.
0: That's true. um, but this story I actually remember reading when I was younger, and it still torments me now. Even with other bugs, like people say, oh, they licked the envelopes and then they laid roach eggs in their mouth. You never heard that?
1: No, I've never heard that.
0: Uh, there was like this story about this lady that was licking the glue on the envelopes and there was roach egg laid on there and it they hatched in her mouth.
1: That's disgusting. But
0: yeah, even now with like the spider thing, I still think about that often, like almost every night before bed. About like what if a spider lays eggs and.
1: Like that. Oh, when we go see the movie, we'll, uh, we'll find out what it looks like <laughs> for this shit to happen. Um, I did have a, I had a cousin years, years, years ago. Like an extended, like, from the farthest reaches of the world cousin. Um, she had... Her house was, like, disgusting. They lived over down, like, Erie. Oh, perfect. And... Oh, yeah.
0: For you guys that don't know what Erie is. <laughs> yeah.
1: For you guys don't know what Erie is, it's uh, part of Philadelphia. It's pretty much disgusting. Um... <laughs> Look up Kensington Beach, it's not far. But the my uh, my cousin, who I will actually remain nameless even though I hate the bitch, uh Roach laid eggs in her ear. Yeah. I didn't think that was an actual thing until yeah. I watched them pull or like roach a roach from her ear.
0: There's a show on TLC, um, where there's like bugs that like lay eggs in people's noses or they get stuck in there or like they're in their ear and they can't get them out. You actually see like uh a lot of the doctors will have you tilt your head and they'll pour like peroxide in your ear to drown the bug out until it crawls Ew. out. Yeah. And there's like uh a lot in India you see like roaches, they'll get people get X rays and there's like roaches behind like their eye. <laughs> Alright,
1: well. Enough of this bug shit. That's the scariest story you can ever have is knowing that somewhere, some way Somewhere, some way there is a spider that's going to show up in the middle of the night and teabag you against your will. So the next one that we're going to do is The Dream. Now, if you haven't seen this yet, um, if you've seen the trailer already, you kind of have an idea of who what The Dream is. Um, it's the big, fat, like pale, gross lady that they did for... Um, <laughs> That they did for... The movie. Uh... You see the one scene where she's standing in the hallway. And it's absolutely disgusting. But he did such a good job of trying to... Of making her look like that. Based off of a black and white photo. Um... Excuse me. A black and white photo from a book. Um... So yeah. So... Raven. So check it out. So this is... How they made her look. I know it's a little hard to see. Because you haven't seen her close up yet. Um... That's how they made her look inside the movie. And then the actual picture of her is that. The actual picture absolutely is haunting.
0: very creepy. She has features of like the Oogie Boogie Man. And she moves. From, that's what i was trying to say. Mm-hmm. From uh, Nightmare
1: Night- for, uh Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, she's absolutely terrifying. That was one of the other things that really got me with the books was like... The artwork for the books. Sometimes the like, guy, I'd be reading it, and I'm like, cover covering my hand. It's got like the art covered, so I don't have to see it. <laughs> so the next one we're gonna do is the dream. Oh wait, Raven, what would you do if a spider?
0: Oh, I'd kill myself.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, death right then and there. At that point, I'd rather kill myself and let the spiders have me. Yeah. That's it. They, they won. They won. They won. I'm act, I'm officially became a spider. Some spiders, baby daddy, and. <laughs> And they just walked out on me, so I'm not gonna be a single Would parent you call raising all those.
0: A daddy long leg.
1: Oh <laughs> shit! I thought my spider senses were tingling. All right. So, um, well, we both agree we'd just kill each other then at that point if the uh, spiders laid on laid eggs in us. So the next one we're gonna do is the dream. Um, if you haven't seen the black hair woman, just look her up now. Now's your chance, right? Right now. You should have been checking her out already. All right, good. Do you know who she looks like? Okay, now that's terrifying. Now let's hear her story. Lexi Morgan had a dream. Uh huh. I could do that better. Lexi Morgan had a dream. She was woke... What the fuck? All right, all right. Let me <laughs> let me stop with the impersonations. <clears throat>
0: yeah, was that supposed to be uh, Martin Luther King? <laughs>
1: no, it was supposed to be the Pepperidge Farm guy. Pepperidge Farm remembers... <laughs>
0: <clears throat> I think you're saying it because I have a dream.
1: <laughs> no, but that, I should do that one next. All right, no more impersonations for the rest of this story, at least. <clears throat> Lexa Morgan had a dream.
0: <laughs> still she was himself.
1: walking up a dark staircase when she got to the top. She walked into a bedroom. The bedroom carpet was made up of large squares that looked like trap doors and each of the windows was fastened shut with big nails that stuck up out the wood. In her dream, Lexi went to sleep in the bedroom, but during the night, a woman with a pale face, black eyes, and long black hair slipped silently into the room. She leaned over the bed and whispered, This is an." Then the black-haired woman grabbed her arm. Lexi Morgan woke up with a scream and lay awake the rest of the night, shivering and shaking with fear. In the morning, she told her landlady that she had decided not to go to Kingston after all. I can't tell you why, she said, but I can't, just can't bring myself to go there. Then why don't you go to Dorset? The landlady asked. It's a pretty town, and it isn't far away. So Lexi Morgan went to Dorset. Someone told her she could find a room in a house at the top of the hill. It was a pleasant-looking house, and the landlady there, a plump motherly woman, was nice as could be. Let's look at the room, she said. I think you'll like it. They walked up a dark, carved stairway, like the one in Lexi's dream. In these old houses, the staircases are all the same, Lexi thought. But when the landlady opened the door to the bedroom, it was the room in her dream, with the same carpet that looked like trapdoors and the same windows fastened with big nails. This is just a coincidence, Lexi told herself. How do you like it, the landlady asked. I'm not sure, Lexi said. Well, take your time, the landlady said, and I'll bring up some tea while you think about it. Lexi sat on the bed, staring at the trap doors and the big nails. Soon there was a knock on the door. It's the landlady with the tea, she thought. But it wasn't the landlady. It was the woman with pale face and the black eyes and long black hair. Lexi Morgan grabbed her things and fled. So I would like to see how they're going to put that into the actual movie. Because in the trailer, you just see her in the room. But it's in like a long hallway. Also, uh, I'll, I'll explain about my thought on the movie uh, right before we sign off with this. Uh, we got two more stories to go, and then that's pretty much it. But it's a nice little breakdown for those of you who never read the, uh, who never read the movie, read the movie. Yep, if you didn't read the movie, if you didn't <laughs> see, read the book. Jesus Christ, my God. Okay, so uh, oh, actually, um. Correction, there's one more. So, uh, before we get into the last one, I uh, just want to give a quick reminder out, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, and go ahead and subscribe to the channel. It helps us out a lot, it helps get the word out about the show, and uh, you know, it always inspires me to do more shit. And also, if you would ever want to join me as a guest on the podcast, please feel free to... Reach out on Twitter at horror hentai hgp and let me know what you want me to review. If you want me to read you another story, uh, we might be doing a few more spooky boys in the future. We're gonna find some nice creepy pasta to get with, right, Raven? Eat. Yeet or be yeeted. The sequel. Um, but yes. So again, follow us on um, social media. Twitter is the main outlet for that, and make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. But, thank you for joining, and let's get into the last scary story to tell in the dark. Dun, dun. Oh, Does
0: that Ooh. sound like a ghost?
1: Kind of. <laughs> Alright, so. Final story. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, or if you did see the trailer, one of the things you definitely seen was Harold the Scarecrow. So, his he's probably got the darkest story out of everyone inside the book. Um, but let's let's get through it. Let's do this. <clears throat> all right, this one's a bit longer, so bear with me. There was an old farmer in Arizona who owned the best farm in the area. Everyone said his crops were the best, and people came from all over to buy their goods from him. Whenever people asked him how he was able to grow such good quality crops, the old farmer would say it was all down to his scarecrow. "'That old scarecrow is one is one I have to thank,' said the farmer. "'He makes sure no crows or critters or pests come near my crops.' The old farmer had built the scarecrow himself, and it was a fearsome sight. He spent months working on it, to make it as scary as possible. He knew how important it was to keep pests away from his crops.' So he gave it an enormous straw hat that stretched out about six feet and big long legs that made it as tall as a tree. But the scariest thing about the scarecrow was its head. The farmer carved it himself out of a huge pumpkin. He spent countless days and nights perfecting its design until it was perfect. The scarecrow's face and head was so grotesque and ugly that even he was sometimes scared to look at it but it was very effective, scaring away every rodent and bird that ventured near. The neighboring farm was owned by two young men who were brothers named Josh and Harold. They were lazy and never did much work around the farm, which resulted in the crops being bad. They were jealous of the old farmer's success and were plotting against him. If they could drive him out of business, they could take over his farm and make more money. So one night, the brothers decided to sneak on to the old farmer's land they stole his prize scarecrow and brought it back to their own house where they stuffed it in an old closet so nobody would ever find it. The next day the farmer woke up and to find his hideous scarecrow missing and all his crops being eaten by rats and crows. He fell to his knees and cried knowing that his farm would soon be out of business. Meanwhile the brothers Josh and Harold were watching from their own property and couldn't help laughing out loud when they saw the old man's tears of grief. Hearing the laughter, the old farmer came over and asked them if they had, if they knew what happened to his scarecrow. The brothers looked at him right in the eyes and said that they had no idea where his precious scarecrow might be. But you know it'll go out of business if. I, but you know I'll go out of business and have to sell my farm if I can't find my scarecrow," said the farmer. Josh just laughed in his face, saying, That's that's just your tough luck, isn't it? Sucks to be you, giggled Harold. The old farmer walked slowly back to his house, his head hanging down, defeated in depression. God damn, this story is actually kinda of long. Alright, where's the last part of it? Tell me to read it. Do you want to read it? Yeah. Yeah? Alright. Right there. You can start from the top there.
0: That night, as Josh and Harold had trouble sleeping. Not because they felt remorse, but because they couldn't get the image of the scarecrow's horrible twisted face out of their minds. They decided they would never be able to sleep as long as the ugly pumpkin head was in their house. So they got up, and they dragged the scarecrow out of the closet. Harold took a baseball bat and smashed the scarecrow's head into pieces until he was left in little bits of pumpkins strewn around the floor. The brothers swept up the pumpkin head pieces and threw them in the trash. Then they went back to bed, and they were soon fast asleep, having put all the thoughts of the disgusting scarecrow face out of their heads. I just want to know where these kids' parents are at while they're down low.
1: Well, it's a farm, so they're probably each other's parents.
0: <laughs> Sometimes after midnight, Josh and Harold were awoken by the sounds of scratching and clawing at the bedroom door. Did you forget to put the dog out? asked Harold, sleepily. Well, we don't have a dog, stammered Josh. Suddenly, the bedroom door burst open, and a solitary long, straw arm snaked in through the opening. Then a second arm thrashed around, followed by two stick legs. The two brothers were frozen in fear and could only look with horror as the headless scarecrow's body rose up on its long, stick legs and its long arms reached out for them in darkness. Harold felt a cold, straw claw close around his ankle and screamed as loud as he could. He begged his brother, his brother Josh to help him up, but Josh was already running out of the bedroom. Feeling in terror, he ran down the hallway, crashed to the front door, and onto the moonlight road. He ran as fast as his legs could carry him, puffing and panting and screaming at the top of his voice. As he passed his neighbor's house, he saw the old farmer standing in his gate. In the moonlight, he could see the farmer just staring at him with a strange smile on his face. Josh kept running, his bare feet slapping against the rough gravel road. He glanced back over his shoulder and saw something that scared him to his very soul. He saw the scarecrow running along the road, close behind him. It was gaining on him, coming closer and closer. And that wasn't all he saw. He noticed that the Scarecrow had a brand new head, and it looked a lot like Harold.
1: The end. Dun-dun-dun! The Scarecrow done got Harold! That's so, that's actually one of my favorite ones in the book, and that's pretty much the whole feature of the trailer.
0: Is that all the stories in the book?
1: Oh, uh, no, no. There's Oh, there's a lot of stories in thought. the book. Um, these are was just was. the ones that are... These are just the ones that are from um oh fuck, actually, I'm sorry, we have one more story uh it's actually okay, it's good I saved this one for the last time Harold um is the scarecrow one. you see him in the trailer um with the kids hitting him with the bat and all. Uh, I'm sure they're changing it around a bit because the movie is supposed to be based off of a girl who um oh my God, I forget her name, I had it written down somewhere. Um off of a girl who wrote these stories and then pretty much remember Goosebumps? This is what I was gonna say earlier. Remember when we watched Goosebumps and it was about, you know, R. L. Stein's books. Yeah. He wrote them and they came to life and all. Mm. This Which is if you
0: guys haven't seen that, it was a really good movie.
1: Oh, it's fucking great. <gasps> um and it's actually kinda creepy. Um this movie it's pretty much that, but with Guillermo del Toro and it being R rated. Um, it's gonna be disgusting, because he's, like, a master of, like, creature feature. So, and it's stuff. Adult Goosebumps. Yeah, it's pretty much Adult Goosebumps. So, it's pretty much Goosebumps. Because Goosebumps is really an adult movie. <laughs> if you really think about it. Well, not really. Slappy's a man. He was an adult. But, yeah, so pretty much, um, yeah, Goosebumps did it first. But, Guillemino del Toro is about to just kick it up to an 11. Uh, I don't, I don't know how else to put it, like... He's absolutely great at horror, so he's going to make this movie as disgusting to watch as possible. And, like, it's going to be a very gory film. Everything he does is. Um, And he's really good with creature features. So, like, I was reading online. all Like, that picture I showed you of the the black-haired woman. The really fat lady. That's all practical effects. That's all makeup and costume. Um, He said everything's about 90% uh, digital. Or 90% um, actual costumes, and makeup, and, like, 10% digital effects, just to kind of make it look real, um, so the last story is actually very, very short, um, it's actually not even, it's barely a story, more like a quick read, um, let me see here, and this is from, this is called, uh, What Do You Come For?, and this is where the other character, there's a new character in the, in the, ...movie that wasn't in the books. It's... He took a, ...picked pieces of all the pictures in the books... ...all the drawings... ...and used it... ...and used some of the story... ...to... ...to... ...um... ...it's a character that's not in the... ...in the books he used pieces of... ...each one of the stories... ...and used a little bit of like... ...um some of the descriptions and details and all that were given in this um story called uh where do you come from or uh, what do you come for and created the gangly man which seems like he's going to be like the main main like bad guy of the movie so we're going to finish it off with the uh the last story we're going to have for you tonight what do you come for
0: There was an old woman who lived by herself. She was very lonely. Sitting in the kitchen one night, she said, Oh, I wish I had some company. No sooner had she spoken than down the chimney tumbled two feet, which the flesh had rotted. The old woman's eyes bulged with terror. Then two legs dropped down to the hearth and attached themselves to the feet. Then a body tumbled down, then two arms and a man's head. As the old woman watched, the parts come together into a great gangling man, the man danced around and around the room. Faster and faster he went. Then he stopped and he looked into her eyes. What do you come for? She asked in a small voice that shivered and shook. What do I come for? He said, I come for you. As you shout the last words, stamp your feet and foot jump at somebody nearby.
1: That's what you're supposed to do when you're reading it to someone. Oh. I know, they put it there <laughs> after the last line. It's like After that last line you just read, do this. <laughs> Yeah, the books were kind of like... Some of the books had, like, little cues and shit for you to do uh, when you're reading it to scare the other people. Mm. But, I mean, that doesn't help you any if you're reading that after <laughs> it. Because, like, how were you supposed to know that if you just read it? Like, shouldn't that be, like, in a footnote before that? But, yes, yeah, so The Gangly Man, based off that very short story, is seems to be the main antagonist of the movie. But, who knows? We'll find out on Friday when we go to go see it. Because it looks banging. But... That has been all for today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you to my lovely host, Raven, with her spooky, spooky name.
0: Oh. All right. I tried. That was a ghost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I have been your host, Matt Redfox. Don't forget to uh, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Music podcast, whatever it goes by now. And follow on Twitter at... Horror Hentai H G P This has been episode seven of the Horror Hentai and Hand Grenades podcast titled Scary Squigglies of Art. Scary Squiggles of Art. Episode 7. Horror Hentai and Hand Grenades.
0: Scary Sketty Boys.
1: Scary Sketty Boys. So, thank you for joining us, and we're out. <laughs>